the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. Enjoy the show. From our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Seasoned expert on race, religion, relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Phone lines are open now, 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. David Anderson live right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? Well, wherever you are, in your kitchen, in your car, maybe in front of your computer or your smartphone watching me on Facebook Live, thanks a lot for tuning in there at Anderson Speaks. Or Dr. David Anderson will get you to my web uh, page as well as to my Facebook page. So thank you so much for tuning in there. I'm waving to all of you. And of course, on the most listened to Christian talk station on the East Coast, second in the entire country, WAVA 105.1 FM, right here in the nation's capital, covering all of D.C. and the metropolitan area, some surrounding communities like West Virginia and Pennsylvania as well. So there you have it. This is a call-in talk show. I am your bridge-building voice right here in the nation's capital. We like to help you build a bridge over divides in your life, whether color, class, culture, uh, whether it's uh, race, religion, relationships. But today is Theological Thursday. If you know how we roll, we have Marriage Mondays, Tough Topic Tuesdays, Wisdom Wednesdays, Theological Thursdays. That's today. And then tomorrow, open phone and Friday. But today is Theological Thursday, and today's topic 
is the theology of forgiveness. The theology of forgiveness. Do you need to be forgiven? Do you need to forgive someone else? What does God's word have to say about forgiveness? What do you have to say about it? And and how can I help free you, uh, help you uh, free yourself, help you open you to forgive us that you came up with the concept of forgiveness? And I pray for my listeners today that you would uh, help them walk with me and me with them as we talk about what it means to be forgiven and to forgive others. In Jesus' name we pray. Together, everyone said, amen and amen. Well, if you want to give me a call today, you have a question about the theology of forgiveness, the concept of it, uh, whether you personally are forgiven, need to forgive, uh, then I want to talk to you and I want you to ask me whatever questions you have and let's deal with that. But let me just kick it off since it's Theological Thursday with my theological bias. All right. Everyone's not going to agree with me, but I believe that you can forgive anyone even when they don't ask for forgiveness. That's right. In fact, I believe you should. So if somebody hurts you before they even come and say, hey, look, I'm sorry, you ought to have a forgiving spirit. Now, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying I'm perfect at it. So don't get uh, that twisted. I'm not twisted on it. So I don't want you to be twisted on it. But at the same time, I believe that God calls us to forgive. Why? Because we have the power to forgive whether somebody else offers us that power or not. So if I hurt you and uh, and you say, well, David, when you come and repent before me and, and, and tell me that you're sorry, then I'm going to forgive you. Yeah, that's the normal way of doing it, and that's biblical. The Bible says somebody has, you know, you have something against somebody, you show them what they've done. If they repent, then you forgive them. So that part is true too. But I do believe that when I've hurt you, you can say, David, I forgive you even before I ask because you have the power of forgiveness in your hands. You see, when you've been forgiven by God, you have a power to forgive other people even before they ask. In fact, maybe they'll never ask. Maybe they've already passed away. Maybe they're living somewhere else and they're not even thinking about what they've done to you. Do you know that you're still in bondage if you will not release them? So forgiveness is a power that God has given you, and it only takes one person to forgive, and that is you. You don't need two people in the process to forgive. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not even know what they are doing. He forgave before we even asked. So uh, I think we can do the same thing. I think that's the first process in reconciliation. Forgiveness takes one. Reconciliation takes two. Now, this is what happens. People get confused by that. They think, well, if I forgive him, that means I got to go back and live with him again. No. If I forgive him, that means I'm just going to have to not require him to pay me back what he stole. No. Forgiveness is something of the heart. Uh, It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go back into a situation where you don't have agreement. That's called reconciliation. When two people agree together to walk a certain way, that's reconciliation. But you can forgive without reconciling. Now, it's great to reconcile, but you see, it takes two to reconcile. If I want to reconcile with you, but you don't want to deal with me, well, guess what? We can't reconcile. I got to live with it, and it's terrible. But the reality is I can't make you want to walk with me. We both have to make an agreement that I'm not going to act stupid anymore and that we're going to walk together in agreement. That's reconciliation. 
Now, we may never get to that point, but that doesn't mean you have to not forgive me. You can still forgive me even though we're not reconciled because guess what? It takes two to reconcile and we got to come to some agreement. I'm not going to reconcile with you if you're going to keep kicking me in the jaw, right? And so we got to set some standards and some boundaries. Anyway, I sure hope I've laid a foundation. Now, if you want to talk to me about it, give me a call now. While I'm going to my commercial break, as soon as I get back, I'm coming to the phone lines. I'll kick it off in Manassas, Virginia with Jennifer. And I want to talk to you as well. So this is the time. Get in where you fit in. Here's the number. 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. The Multicultural Ministry Handbook. What is multicultural ministry? How does it affect me? Why is it important? If you want to know the answers to these and many other questions, then the Multicultural Ministry Handbook is a must-read. This story was modeled on the pioneering planting of Bridgeway Community Church, where founding pastor Dr. David Anderson had the vision for a dynamic, diverse, grace-filled place. Authored by a group of folks who've been doing ministry together for many years, this book is a testimony of personal journeys and practical ideas for any church with the desire to do life as God would have us do it. The Multicultural Ministry Handbook, published by InterVarsity Press, can be purchased at your local bookstore, Amazon.com, or Andersonspeaks.com. into your basement and there was that smell you weren't quite sure what it was mold mildew cracks or blistered paint in your walls well listen you need to call best buy waterproofing they'll come by give you a free inspection and they'll let you know is it water wreaking havoc on the foundation of your home they have more than 30 years of experience and they're ready to give you and all my listeners a free basement inspection all you got to do is give them a call 844 980-3707. One more time, here's the number, 844-980-3707, or check them out at bestbuywaterproofing.com. And by the way, if you do business with them, they'll donate $500 to support my radio ministry. So give them a call, Best Buy Waterproofing. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. You can call our hotline at any time at 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. To watch us on Facebook Live or to check out our previous broadcasts, visit Dr. Anderson's public Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. To join our text community and receive a free weekly text-spiration from Dr. Anderson, just text the word INSPIRE to 50555. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 50555. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. And I'm back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. How in the world are you? 
Well, I'm doing just fine. I hope you're doing fine as well. And I just know that you are forgiven by Almighty God. I want you to know that he is the one who does forgive, and he's just waiting for you uh, to come to him and ask him for that forgiveness so you can apply it to your life. Even if forgiveness is extended to you, uh, it's like a gift, isn't it? You have to receive that forgiveness so you can live free. If I forgive you, but I don't tell you, or if I forgive you, but you don't receive it, then guess what? It's still not yours. Forgiveness is me extending it to you and you finally receiving it. Now, if I extend it to you, I'm free. But whether you're free or not is going to depend on whether you receive that. And so now we get to see how the theology of forgiveness works in our lives. If you want to talk to me about it, give me a call. Maybe you have a specific situation. Here's my number, and then I'm going to go to my phone lines. They are now open, and I have two lines left if you want them. Here's the number, 888-432-7434. All right, let's go to Manassas, Virginia, and kick the show off with Jennifer, who's on the line. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing fine, Dr. Anderson. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thank you so much for hanging with me. What are you thinking today? Um, I have a little problem. I have um, a half-sister that uh, was homeless, mm-hmm. and she was down in Columbia, South Carolina, sleeping at the bus stop along with her husband. Um, To try to make a long story short, I had not talked to her for about 15 years. Mm. She's my half-sister by my mother. All of us was adopted out by other family members. So I hadn't talked to her, reconnected on Facebook, and Mm -hmm. um, later found out that she was, you know, going through um, a homeless situation, living from relative to relative down in South Carolina, ended up at the bus stop. Yeah. Offer her, um, offered that she could come up to Virginia to stay with me okay. for a little while to get on her feet. Yeah. And um, I didn't offer it to her husband because her husband had some weird ways back okay. in the day when I knew her. Okay. So I did offer her. She accepted it. She came on up. And um, she does get a, a, a about seven or $800 a month. Her husband gets about 300 so I called her out, no rent. You know, she didn't have to pay anything to okay. save her money. Good. Well, later I found out, I walked in on her one day, she's sending money to other men online. She's mm-hmm. gotten caught up into this um, where Africans and people uh, are asking her for money online, are telling her that they love her. Mm-hmm. Heard her telling, you know, these men, she loves them online and stuff like that. Okay. And she admitted to sending them money, sending them hundreds of dollars. She don't have that much money. Yeah, she's um, being. I do think she's, she's being scammed. Needs, no, she's being scammed. Right, right. So, what's your question, Jennifer? Um, the what I want to know is, I'm trying to um, get her back on her feet. She was supposed mm-hmm. to be on a savings plan, but she did not do it. She's mm-hmm. absolutely broke. She's been with me three months. Mm-hmm. She's not being charged anything. She don't have to buy her food. Mm-hmm. I asked her to stop sending these men money, but she won't stop. She mm-hmm. said it's her privacy. So what's your so, question? Um, my question is, should I go ahead and release her? I think you go ahead and set a date for her to release her at the date that you feel is appropriate. If it's three more months or if it's three more weeks, set a date. Let her know ahead of time that by this date, uh, you know, I'm going to have to uh, ask you to leave if I don't see any change. 
or maybe you do see change and you still want her out by August or by December or by June. You know, whatever it is, I do think that it's important when someone lives with you to have an agreed upon date on when they're going to leave. Otherwise, they will be a squatter and they will not leave. We've we've even seen it in the news. A, a 30-year-old son won't, won't leave. Uh, so they had to take legal action to get him out. So uh, the question is, how long can you take it? How long do you want to allow yourself to uh, be compassionate and kind? How much can you afford? These are all personal decisions, but it doesn't make you mean. It doesn't make you unkind. In fact, you don't want to enable uh, her, but at the same time, you don't want her living out in the streets. But if she's not willing to help herself, you do have to draw a line somewhere. So let me ask you, mm-hmm. where's a good line for you? Is it 30 days? Is it through the end of the year? What's a good line for you if she did shape up? If she did shape up? Yeah. Um, if she did shape up and save the money so they could get on their feet, because she makes the mm-hmm. most money. She gets the most money from Social Security okay. at this time. Uh, if she did shape shape up, I would say December Okay. Probably a good time because she will have a few thousand dollars if she followed the plan. Okay, so but, that's that's good then. You know, so um, you got, need to give her two options here. So option A is listen. If you get back on this plan, you are welcome to stay here through the end of the year through Christmas, and then after that, uh, you know it's time for you to move on. New year, new start, and uh, you know I'm going to be your new cheerleader. Okay, so there's that one. Here's option two. If you don't shape up, now let me ask you, Jennifer, if she doesn't shape up, she continues to do what she's doing, she kind of doesn't care what you think about it, how long can you do that? 30 days? Three weeks? A week? Um, Well, it's probably a week because I'm really fed up with it. Um, (laughs) You know, it's been three months, and um, and she's not going to help herself. Using the excuse to stay in my house free is yeah. not, you know, it's not beneficial for her, and the goal is just not being met. Got I would it. want her to go in the summer okay. um, and go back to her husband because she does have a husband, right? So, well, you can't, you can can't manage him. You can't manage all that. You can't manage where she goes and what she does. That'll drive you crazy, and she'll use that to tell you uh, to try to negotiate more time. What I think I'd have you do is, okay. is to treat it like a job. When you have a job, you usually give a two-week notice, okay? So I would give a two-week notice, the middle of the month, whatever that date is. I'd give a two-week notice and say, hey, listen, it's time for you to move on. We did the best we could do, uh, and you're not on with the plan. I, I'm not on with your plan, so let's part ways. I hope you're thankful for the time we had, but I've got some other plans i got to do as well. Uh, and so I think that may be the best way to go. What do you think about that advice? I think that's that's a good plan. It's a, that is something I would definitely implement um, mm-hmm. because I, you know, I can't. She doesn't. She's not going to let me look at her bank account or anything. Yeah. And she started lying to me, telling me she sent money to her husband. So I called the husband. He said yeah. she hasn't sent him anything. He, he didn't get a dime. So it was just you yeah. Know. So she's being scammed. <laughs> she's scamming. But you gave her some respite mm-hmm. for three months. I'd give her, again, a two-week mm-hmm. warning now. If you want to be more generous, then give her a three-week warning. If you want to be less generous, give her a one-week warning. But the key is you give her a warning so she's not out tomorrow. Uh, and you also give her an option, a warning and an option. The warning warning is you can't stay doing th- this way. 
the option is you can stay if you do it this way and let her make the choice. So she's making the choice. You're not making it. She's going to say, oh, you're kicking me out. No, you're not kicking her out. You're giving her two choices, a warning and an option. Which option are you going to take? So I'm, you know, I'm good with that. I think you can be good with that. Uh, And I think you're still being kind and compassionate. Okay. Okay. All right. Hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Oh, well, of course. It's my pleasure, Jennifer from Manassas. Let's go to Alicia. Alicia's in Washington, D.C. Hi, Alicia. It's Dr. Anderson here. How are you? Hello. Hello. What's your comment or question? Okay. I have a question. Okay. Ask. Okay. So, in school, mm-hmm. there was this um this boy that I never got along with. Mm-hmm. And I think he had like a little disability. Like he was really, really short. Okay. Like we would sometimes get angry at each other because he would call me names and I would call him names. Okay. So we never really got along. But mm-hmm. my grandmother was told to forgive no matter what happened in any situation. Okay. So, like now, I forgive people for what they do to me. Okay. But what happens if they don't forgive me? Like, should I feel guilty or should I just keep moving on? Like, what should I do if I already apologized? Ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't ask and they wouldn't answer or they just wouldn't accept it. So what do I do? Do I sit there and wait for them to apologize or do I just keep moving on? Mm. Well, I tell you what, I'm so proud of you for asking the question. What grade are you in? Sixth grade. Wow. Well, I'm proud of you for asking for wisdom. Okay. First of all, and I'm so glad you're listening to my show. Okay. Now here is my opinion. If you ask for forgiveness, you have done all that you can do they have to make the decision whether to forgive you or not if they forgive you great if they don't forgive you move on but don't try to keep going after them over and over again to forgive you you ask and then you let them make the choice because you're giving them the power to make the choice whether to forgive you or not You don't even have to feel guilty because you've done what you're supposed to do. And that is you said you were sorry. You asked for forgiveness. You admitted that you're wrong. Now that person needs some time. All right. They need time. But then they control now the relationship. And you got to let them make a decision on whether they want to continue to be in a relationship with you or not. If they say no, then you have to feel sad about it, and then move on with your life. Keep moving, all right? Don't stop. Keep moving. Make other friends, but keep moving. If they forgive you, well, then that's great. Okay, but would I still be forgiven? Well, maybe not by that person, but you're forgiven by God. If you've done something wrong and you've asked God to forgive you for what you did wrong, God says yes every time if you are honest with him and sincere. His answer is yes. But if somebody else doesn't forgive you, you're still forgiven by God, but you're not forgiven by them. 
And if you're not forgiven by them, there's nothing you can do about it because they're the ones making the decision, not you. Okay. Does that make sense, Alicia? Yes. One other thing you can do, Alicia, is you can pray for that person that they would forgive you. Dear God, I pray is what you want to say to God. I pray that this person will forgive me for what I did wrong and let God work on them. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling. I'm so glad uh, you're hanging out with me today. That's Alicia from Washington, DC, sixth grade. Gotta love it. Right. I do. And so it's one of the reasons I love my shows. I think that all ages and all stages of life, we can get some wisdom from God. Well, here's my phone number. 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. Now, when I get back from my commercial break, I'm going to go to Manassas, Virginia, and talk to Teresa, who's on the line. I also want to talk to you. I've got a couple of open lines. Today's topic is forgiveness. If uh, you want to be forgiven, if you need to forgive, If you have a question about forgiveness theologically or biblically, give me a call. 888-432-7434. Have you always wanted to see the Holy Land? Why not go today? Museum of the Bible's all-new virtual reality experience takes you to 34 of the most popular biblical sites in Israel. You will explore the Judean wilderness, follow the path of the Good Samaritan, and sail the Sea of Galilee. All for less than $10. Book your tickets today for Explore, a virtual reality tour of the lands of the Bible, an adventure of biblical proportions. Get tickets at museumofthebible.org. An exciting new book from Regnery looks at the power of love and intimacy from a godly perspective. It's called Love and Sex, A Christian Guide to Healthy Intimacy. Sex is powerful. Just saying the word can stir up all kinds of emotions inside people. Maybe it's a positive emotion for you or a hurtful, shameful, confusing one. It's no wonder we humans struggle to understand its meaning and purpose. Hi, I'm Nancy Houston, a sex therapist, leadership coach, and licensed professional counselor. After counseling hundreds of clients about the topic of intimacy, I decided to write Love and Sex, a Christian guide to healthy intimacy. Love and Sex is filled with life-changing, compelling stories to help us all reconnect to love and is biblically based on the truths of God's Word. Get your copy now of best-selling author Nancy Houston's compelling new book, Love and Sex, a Christian guide to healthy intimacy. Available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. As you consider your year-end giving, please remember the radio ministries that you hear on WAVA that build your faith in Jesus throughout the year. The radio ministries on WAVA need your year-end donations to stay strong all year long. We've made it easy for you to donate by providing a complete list of the radio ministries and links to their websites. Simply go to WAVA.com and scroll through the ministry names and donate to the ones that feed your soul. The list of ministries is available now at WAVA.com, keyword give. Mom always used to say, you are what you eat, and she was right. 
but who knows what's healthy anymore? Here's something. Drink Super Beats. Super Beats is a circulation superfood. Just one glass a day helps give you the cardiovascular power of this amazing vegetable. Why is this important to you? It's all about healthy blood flow. If you're over 40, your body may be losing its efficiency around energy, stamina, and even maintaining healthy blood pressure. Drinking Good For You Superfoods helps feed your body's cardiovascular and circulatory system and boost your stamina and energy at the core level. Professional and college athletes trust Superbeats to help them be their best, and you should too. Go to elderbeats.com and try Superbeats for yourself. And right now you get an additional 30-day supply of Superbeats for no additional cost with your first order, plus free shipping. Go to elderbeats.com today or call 800-996-3406. 800-996-3406. Today is an encore presentation of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're not taking your calls today. Enjoy the show. And we're back. Hey, listen, give Best Buy Waterproofing a call before the water rises. BestBuyWaterproofing.com or give them a call at 844-980-3707. They'll take care of any waterproofing needs you have. Their number again is 844-980-3707. Tell them Dr. Anderson sent you. Now, if you want to give me a call, we are talking today about a deep theological topic, forgiveness. Did you know that the first thing that Jesus said when he was on the cross, the seven last words, the first one, you know what it was, right? What was it? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So you have the power to forgive even if somebody has not repented, even if somebody has not, um, you know, asked you uh, for your forgiveness and apologize. Listen, when you do that, you have power. When you do that, you can free yourself from the bitterness, the resentment, the resentment, the anger, the angst. Let it go. Now, I'm going to give you my number, and I'm going to write back to the phone lines. Here's my number. 888-432-7434. All right, Manassas, Virginia, we're going to Teresa, who's on the line. Hi, Teresa, it's Dr. Anderson. How you doing? Good afternoon, Dr. Anderson. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking? Thank you. Um, um, currently, I'm going through a divorce. I had to find out that my husband was having an affair, mm-hmm. and he did a, did a lot of terrible things. And mm-hmm. um, I'm the type of person that I want to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so I know to get to heaven, I had to forgive him. But um, have you ever um, either talked to one that's been in a situation where they feel like they have to take that forgiveness back when the person is, you know, continuing doing terrible things over and over and over again? Mm-hmm. It's always difficult when somebody continues to hurt you even after you've forgiven them. The question is, how many times are you supposed to forgive them? Well, Jesus says, keep forgiving them over and over and over again. But that's not easy, is it? I mean, that takes a lot of work. Um, It does. But I will say to you this, Teresa, I heard you say, in order to get to heaven, I must forgive him. I want to just theologically tell you some good news. Here's the good news. Even if you don't forgive him, you'll still go to heaven if you have been forgiven by God and if you're saved. 
Have you ever invited mm-hmm. Jesus Christ into your life? Yes, I have. Then the scriptures I said I wanted to do, you're, do the right thing. Yeah, you're saved. So you don't have to forgive him or do any other good works in order to get to heaven. Your place in heaven is is set. You got reservations at the restaurant of heaven and you are set, okay? Yeah, but sometimes I just I just feel like you know, I just want to get back at him. You know what I mean? Retaliate. I understand. That doesn't make you unsaved. I just want to make sure we settle this point first. We're still going to deal with what your heart's dealing with. But I want to get this mm-hmm. theological point straight so you don't think that if I don't do right, then I'm not going to make it to heaven. Understand that the only one who did right was Jesus. If you placed your your faith in Jesus, then your salvation is secure. Now, you've placed your faith in Jesus. Is that right? Yes. Your salvation is secure. So let's take that off the table, okay? Okay. You're saved no matter what. So we take that off the table. Now, you want to do what's right because you're so thankful you're saved and you want God to be pleased with you, right? Yes. Okay. So what you need to do is you do need to say to your husband, uh, I forgive you. You do need to forgive him. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to stay married to him. The scripture says if someone commits adultery, you can let them go. It doesn't mean that you have to continue to let him uh, do what he wants to do and hurt your heart. All right. So you don't have to continue to do that. Those two things are separate. Forgiving him because he's a sinner and he's hurt you and still not being with him because you don't trust him and he won't do what is right. Both things are true at the same time. Now, if he comes to you and says, honey, look, I am so sorry. I've been screwing around. I'm willing to get help. I'm willing to open up my phone to you. I'm willing to open up my schedule to you. I'm willing to be held accountable by you and by some other men. I'm willing to get counseling. I want this marriage to work. Now, if he says that and you believe in your heart that he means that, then I would say to you, consider receiving him back and consider not getting a divorce and consider God healing this relationship. But if he's not there and he doesn't do that, then you are not required to just keep taking it. And somehow God is uh, upset with you because of what he's doing. Do you understand? So just pray for him. I would pray for him. Absolutely. All the time. And pray for yourself because you feel hurt. You feel betrayed. And you probably feel conflicted in your heart because you probably still want him, but you don't want him at the same time. Am I right about that? Yes, you are. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. I get it. So you just want this man to get right. And if he gets right, I think you're willing to take him back, right? Yes. So I think the strategy is let's keep praying for him. Hang in there as long as you can. Forgive him in your heart and pray. But uh, if he doesn't get right, uh, you're going to have to make a decision at some point how long you're going to take it. Is that helpful, Teresa? It sure is. Thank right. you so much. You're so God welcome. God bless you, okay? You take care. Dear Lord, we lift up Teresa right now. We just pray that you give her strength and patience and wisdom so that she'll know what decision to make at the right time in the right way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. I'm coming back in just three minutes. 
by her professor. Why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Digluhailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Digluhailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply or call 1-800-933-6188. Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his brand new public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, and when you see his smiling face, click like. That's another great way for you to connect and follow the good doc. Have you heard any good lawyer jokes lately? Well, let me tell you about a lawyer who is no joke. That's James McCollum. He's a no-nonsense attorney who understands the law and he knows the Lord. When I have need of legal advice, I have contacted James McCollum. If you need legal representation, contact James McCollum at 301-864-6070. That's attorney James McCollum at 301-864-6070. And that's no joke. Today is an encore presentation of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're not taking your calls today. And I'm back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. How in the world are you? So good to see you uh, online. It's good to see you uh, talking to me. And God bless each and every one of you who are there on my Facebook page. Hello to you all, Daryl and Ann and uh, Gket and uh, the rest of you there. Uh, if you want to give me a call, uh, well, I don't have any lines open yet, but if you go ahead and call and get in line, maybe when someone drops, you can be in. Our topic today, if you're just getting in the car uh, or just turning me on, is forgiveness, the theology of forgiveness on this Theological Thursday. So let me keep moving and talk to Kay, who's in Dulles, Virginia, Hello, Kay. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? How are you, Dr. Anderson? I'm doing well. I am as well. well. Thank you. How can I serve you today? I love your show. (laughs) And I thank God for his wonderful gift of forgiveness and eternal life. Amen. Uh, I don't have a question necessarily, but just wanted you to encourage the audience uh, in the area of where Mm -hmm. we... We know about forgiveness, mm-hmm. and we say we forgive, yeah. and we say that others have forgiven us, but then often we don't forgive ourselves. So mm. still tumbling about in this place of, of, of sabotaging, I'd say, ourselves, yeah. because we don't accept the forgiveness. I uh. um, come from an arena of ministering, teaching, working with special needs, domestic violence, mm-hmm. and even uh, in prison. And, and a lot of the problem is that people have uh, displayed behavior because of the yeah. anger behind not being able to forgive themselves yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of the times. 
Yeah, you make you make a good point. Uh, I, I don't. Let me tell you something. What I believe about forgiving yourself, I don't really see any uh, scripture that actually says we have to forgive ourselves. Now, having said that, because I know that's just um, semantics. I know exactly what you mean. Right. You mean, and you even said it one time, receiving forgiveness. So when people talk about I yeah. need to forgive myself, I'm like, no, you don't need to forgive yourself. You need to receive the forgiveness that has been given to you. Indeed. And so I, I'm with you on it. I just want to clarify in case somebody's thinking, boy, I need to forgive myself. The, the reality is when you've done wrong and God forgives you or when you've done wrong and another person forgives you, all you can do is receive it and say thank you. That's what salvation is. If, if God offers us salvation, when we receive it and say thank you, we're changed. You know, and um, and I think the same is true with what you're saying, especially with the great work that you're doing. You're talking about a lot of people who have never really received that forgiveness and said, thank you. You And don't have the Lord as their center of of conviction and and leadership. That's right. So Therefore, we're we're expecting a behavior that really can't be. That's right. That is the the center of of their existence. I pray a prayer line, right. uh, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. That's right. But if if that's not our prayer, yeah. or, or if we don't even know if if the Lord is is not a part of your life, then that's we have right. all of these areas that I've already spoken to where we yeah. you know folks behave in ways that cause them more situations of requiring forgiveness yeah, well, it's so, in a society now. It, mm-hmm. No, I was just going to agree. It's so hard to forgive when you yourself haven't been forgiven by God. It reminds me right. of Ephesians 4.32, which says, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. So, yeah, you're right. That connection to God forgiving you gives you the power to forgive others and even to receive forgiveness from others. You make a great point, Kay, and I thank you for making it on my show today. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I love your show. Thank you you so much. Blessings to you. Well, uh, let's keep rolling. I want to get as many of you as possible. Let's go to Springfield, Virginia, and talk to Margaret, who's on the line. Hi, Margaret. It's David Anderson. How are you? Margaret, are you there? Going once, going twice. Margaret, are you there? There you are. I am. Do you hear me? Now I can. Welcome. What's your comment or question today? Thank you. Um, Basically, I have a comment. Basically, I have a comment. Hold on, let me turn down my... Yeah, turn that radio down, please. Yeah. Um, a number of years ago, my sister-in-law, who was new to our family, and it was a very close-knit family, mm-hmm. um, said some very mean things and slanderous things about me, and it created a big role with the whole group. Mm-hmm. And this bickering went on for years. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, one time I was in church, and the preacher was, preaching about forgiveness mm-hmm. and the spirit spoke to me and I went up to her and I went to everybody in the family and I pretty much said, look, if there's anything I've done, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And I ask for your forgiveness. Hmm. And I want you to know that I also forgive you hmm. for what you have done. 
And, of course, my sister-in-law was like, well, you should be asking for forgiveness and really mm. got on me. And I said, okay, thank you. Mm. I am. And I also forgive you. Mm. And she refused to forgive me. Okay. And for about five years, it went on. And after five years, she came up to me wow. and finally said, hmm. I'm really sorry for everything that's been done. I've been thinking about it. I think we should have bygones be bygones. Mm. It was like all, quote, unquote, her decision. Right. But it took five years for her to forgive, where actually she was the one that started it. But it, the forgiveness started with me yeah. accepting and asking for the forgiveness, even though deep down I thought I was right, but I knew yeah. that— Maybe there was some stuff that I did that I didn't realize I had done. And sometimes that that timing is what that timing is what gets to us. You know, it took five years. Somebody else it may take five weeks or five days, and so it's not always easy. But you did the right thing, and then you just had to be patient. Thank you for sharing that comment with us. Okay, Miss Margaret. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, as soon as you ask for the forgiveness, mm-hmm. it is absolutely freeing because yeah. you can move on that's so right you sure can no that's a good word i appreciate it blessings to you hey yep. let's, let's go to kendra in washington dc hello miss kendra it's dr anderson how are you hey dr anderson Thanks. um so i just had just i just wanted to make a quick comment in case someone was listening maybe having trouble forgiving somebody mm-hmm. so um i was abused by my sister when I was younger when I was a toddler she was 20 years older than me and she used to you know beat me severely and burn my fingers on the stove we had a gas stove Mm. and so I grew up you know with anger issues and things like that and then when my mom died when I was 10 and I lived with my dad as a teenager he was very verbally abusive I mean calling me ugly and just Mm. you know talking about my mom calling me the b-word and then just Mm. so I was able to you know, forgive them, but but one of the things that was key in my forgiveness for both of them was looking at their own pain and things they had Mm. gone through. My sister, she had a lot of anger because she was hurt because my mom didn't take care of her. Mm -hmm. And then my dad, he had been abused. So I think sometimes looking at the past Mm. and looking at the brokenness in another person, and I I actually felt sorry for my sister, and I felt sorry for my father. So that was one of the key things in being able to forgive them. Right. When you see that hurt people hurt people, then you're not just looking at their actions and their attitude. You're looking beyond that to see what are the motivations and what is the pain from whence this behavior mm-hmm. is coming. And so you, God gave you that clear vision. A lot of people don't see that, Kendra, when they're being hurt by someone else. So that compassion God gave you, and I think that helped to free mm-hmm. you, didn't it? So, Yes, yes, it was definitely freeing. And I thought I had forgiven my father a long time ago, but mm. I realized when he was in the hospital and they were calling me saying he was sick and I didn't feel anything at all, mm-hmm. I knew that I hadn't forgiven him. I was like numb to any feelings for him. Mm, isn't that interesting? And well, I knew, yeah. Well, yeah. praise God you're not numb anymore, are you, Kendra? Yes, thank God. He yes. freed you, he yes. freed you, he freed you. Well, God bless you. Thank you for yes. the testimony. I'm going to run to my commercial break right now, and as soon as I get back, uh, we'll see how we can land this plane you've been listening to. 
you've been looking at. Uh, Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. today museum of the bible's all-new virtual reality experience takes you to 34 of the most popular biblical sites in israel you will explore the judean wilderness follow the path of the good samaritan and sail the sea of galilee all for less than ten dollars book your tickets today for explore a virtual reality tour of the lands of the bible an adventure of biblical proportions get tickets at museumofthebible.org an exciting new book from Regnery looks at the power of love and intimacy from a godly perspective. It's called Love and Sex, A Christian Guide to Healthy Intimacy. Sex is powerful. Just saying the word can stir up all kinds of emotions inside people. Maybe it's a positive emotion for you or a hurtful, shameful, confusing one. It's no wonder we humans struggle to understand its meaning and purpose. Hi, I'm Nancy Houston, a sex therapist, leadership coach, and licensed professional counselor. After counseling hundreds of clients about the topic of intimacy, I decided to write Love and Sex, a Christian guide to healthy intimacy. Love and Sex is filled with life-changing, compelling stories to help us all reconnect to love and is biblically based on the truths of God's Word. Get your copy now of best-selling author Nancy Houston's compelling new book, Love and Sex, A Christian Guide to Healthy Intimacy. Available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. Here's Dr. Robert Jeffress with today's Pathway Minute. You know, people who say, well, the Bible is a chauvinistic document that denigrates women, they never read Colossians 3.19. Because let me tell you, this was a revolutionary concept in a world that did hate women when Paul wrote these words. You know, the Greeks, the Romans, the Jews all treated women like third-class citizens. And when Paul actually addressed husbands and said, husbands... You have a responsibility in the home. Boy, the men woke up in the church. You see, in the Greek, Roman, and Jewish culture, women had responsibilities, children had responsibilities, slaves had responsibilities, but not husbands. And yet Paul said, no, you have a responsibility as well. And your responsibility is to love your wives. Today's Pathway Minute is provided by your station and Pathway to Victory. To hear the Bible teaching of Dr. Robert Jeffress, go to ptv.org. WAVA values your input. Take 20 minutes and tell us what you like and what you'd change about WAVA. Go to wava.com keyword survey. As a thank you for helping us serve you better, you'll be entered to win one of three $250 cash prizes just for completing the survey. Completing the survey is required to enter the contest. Visit WAVA.com for contest rules. Thank you for helping us serve you better with the WAVA listener survey at WAVA.com keyword survey. Producer with Dr. Of Real David Talk Anderson. with Dr. David Anderson. The radio ministry of Real Talk with Dr. Anderson is made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. If this nonprofit ministry is a blessing to you, will you prayerfully consider partnering with us? With an ongoing monthly gift of $30 or more, you'll become a Real Talk partner. As a way of saying thank you, we would love to send you a signed copy of Dr. Anderson's book, Gracism. Thank you for making this important ministry possible. We can't do it without you. 
Visit andersonspeaks.com and simply click the donate button to support Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's andersonspeaks.com. Thank you so much for your kind donations. Let me see if I can get one more phone call in. Uh, We're going to Springfield, Virginia to talk to Dana, who's on the line. Hi, Dana. Dr. Anderson here. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. I've got just a couple of minutes, but I wanted to hear from you. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm I'm going to make this as brief as I can. Okay. Um but I'm I'm dealing with um 21 years of resentment towards my father. Um mm. and you know, it started when I was 13, he was remarried to a woman that I wasn't really a fan of and throughout the years they've proven mm. to be uh, manipulative and mm. just kind of harsh, you know, right. and he's very good at semantics and making you feel like you're going crazy or you mm-hmm. didn't say something. Mm-hmm. And I've had a very hard time forgiving that. And mm. I just have a deep seated hatred for myself because mm. of that. Do you hate your father? I, I feel sorry for him because mm. I don't think he realizes what he's done. What about her? Um, I I wouldn't say that I hate her, but I don't like her. Understand. Well, you don't have to like her, first of all. You're not allowed to hate him or her, mm-hmm. uh, but you're definitely not allowed to hate yourself. And so uh, I would not turn the resentment that you have towards your father or her on yourself. I would start praying for him. You probably already do, but anyway. Pray for him. That's how you get rid of the resentment in your own heart. Pray God's best for him. Pray for him to be healed. Uh, but you don't turn it on yourself. There's no reason for you to hate yourself because God loves you. And so you need to love your the, the person that God created. Uh, and their behavior is no reflection on your value. Let me say it again. Their behavior is no reflection on your value. Now I'm going to say it one more time so it gets into your soul. Their behavior has no reflection on your value. You are valued because you are God's daughter and his princess. And whether your father lives up to that or not, you are valued by Almighty God. Did you hear me? Just, I, I don't know. I feel kind of like I've lost touch with God for a mm. long time. And even though I asked him into my heart a long time ago, he feels so far away. Yeah. Well, let's let's pray right now because I've got to end the show, but I want to pray with you and even beyond the show. Yeah. You keep praying. Dear Lord Jesus, okay. I pray for Dana. I pray that Dana keeps praying after this show is over and calls out to you that she might feel your presence right now. I pray that she feels your pleasure your forgiveness, and your intimacy. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Listen to the alternative. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.